what did I just say? Hey guys, I'm Sarah. And I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're too drunk, drunk to track. That's the one. <laughs> Cut. Cut. Scene. We did it. We're done. Everything is, everything is perfect. That's a wrap. Go we home. End here. Craig, <laughs> <laughs> a leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> leave recording podcast. Um, so we did it, guys. This is oh. episode one of season two of the original series. I am not kidding that I am so impressed that we made it through the entire first season. We that watched was- all of those episodes twice, kind of. Yeah. And it was painful in, in mm-hmm. many, many parts of it, which we discussed at length. You know, we don't need to yeah. get into it. But, um, you know, it was a lot. Did, like and getting I, drunk. I'm pretty sure that what got us through. <laughs> like that's, that was, that was that's our motivating it. <laughs> factor. It wasn't you are fans i'm sorry yeah all three I, of you we do appreciate you don't get Very us wrong much. yeah but we clearly do this for us mm-hmm. and the beer and the booze and the beer <laughs> yeah. and season two episode one is called amok time i don't know what amok actually is because we watched the- sense to me not like <laughs> like that that particular word was title used, yeah, right? Yeah, they never said that word. Okay, yeah, look it up. Look it up. Or I okay, can Google I... it if you care if you want. Um, oh, yeah, Google. <laughs> oh, it's a real word. Well, I know it is because they went amok. Oh, okay. Well, here's amok, the thing. Amok. I do know amok, 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 amok. Oh. Just... <laughs> so it does make sense. A violently yeah. raging wild or uncontrolled manner. So here's oh, Sarah didn't know this word because every time I heard Sarah the witch say amuck 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 amuck, I pictured the Pokemon. <laughs> and every time, <laughs> every time I evolve my grammar, I'm like amuck amuck amuck. <laughs> I, I get it. I also I. I don't think I've seen that movie enough to like, because doesn't she say it when there's chaos happening? Because they're running amok. They're going to run amok. And then yeah. she, yeah. She, she just likes that word, gets weird with yeah. it. She gets Which, weird with it. But it's okay, that, it, that all makes sense. Amok okay. time. Amok time. Okay. I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know what it meant. So yeah, now I do. We do. The, we got there. the more you know. Um. So we get a really fun entrance of Kirk. Um, he's just climbing a ladder that's somewhere in yeah. the Enterprise, like in a hallway, which is a nice little ladder to get from one area to the next. Elevator. We have an elevator. <laughs> there is no reason that man needs to be climbing up a fucking ladder. I do not believe that the captain of the ship often goes to just check in the underbelly subtunnel. No. He shouldn't just need to climb a ladder at any point, but he did. Nope. And yep. Bob's just kind of good. Yeah, just to prove it, just to look cool. Yeah. I really want to. I really want to draw people's eyes to me while I enter this scene. Yeah. <laughs> Could I, I be climbing a ladder, maybe? Um, and Bones catches him in the hallway and pulls him aside, and he's like, "Dude, I'm a, a little bit worried about our first officer because he seems like I know he's a Vulcan and all, but he almost seems like." nervous and like really high strung it's weird and uh he hasn't eaten 
in like three days, which yeah. that'd be a big red flag with me. Yeah, with anybody, anybody <laughs> that doesn't eat for three days, that's a fucking problem. Even yeah, food, like food's the best. Like my kid who doesn't eat anything, she still gets hungry every day at yeah. the point, and then we feed her. Like it's easy. But to eat, like to not eat for three days, he's I'm, he's half Vulcan. I'm gonna have to like be on my deathbed. <laughs> Just so you know, like, I really <laughs> like food. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and he, and Kirk is kind of like brushing all this off at the moment. And he says, well, it sounds like just Spock in one of his contemplative stages. Um, and then he like goes to leave and nurse chapel is just innocently walking down the hall with a bowl, with a bowl, (laughs) with a lid on it. And instead of just like letting her go about her business. Well, so... I, I, I gotta pause you for a second because okay. she sees them and then tries turning around. Yeah, she tries not to engage with them. Yeah, but she sees them and she's like, fuck. And she bolts out, but Bones saw her and he was like, uh, Miss Chapel, uh, what are you doing? And, but he and doesn't she, just grab her though. He also grabs Kirk. He's like, Kirk, wait. And so, like, he brings Kirk back. So that he witnesses this conversation, which is already uh, kind of shitty. I'm going to kind of demean this woman for no reason. And so you want to watch? You get to be here. Like, you're yeah. my boss. So this is going to be really impressive. You're mm-hmm. going to like this. Watch this. You're going to like how I'm going to embarrass her right now. Yeah. Um, so- and he takes the lid off of the bowl and he's like, oh, like Vulcan soup. Yeah, and you probably made it yourself, didn't you? And... She's just like, uh, yeah, I just heard that uh, Spock wasn't eating. And, you know, she's just trying to be nice. Me being a nurse, I was like, maybe yeah. I can provide his home sustenance and that will encourage him to eat because it's not human food. It's Vulcan food and everybody needs to eat. True. And uh, and then she leaves that conversation. But like. I don't understand why, like, I get that, I guess we needed the commentary to, like, show us that she was walking in there with soup, but they did it in the shittiest way possible. She could have been walking, like, they could have been 10 feet up the hall, and she could have walked past them, and they'd have been like, hey, Nurse Chapel, what up with you? And she'd have been like, oh, I'm gonna bring Spock his favorite food, because I've heard that he's not eating, and... I'm a professional. I thought and it would help. I, I mean, thought it would be helpful. We do know that she has a thing for him based off yeah. of the space drunk episode way back in the beginning of season one. But it he really also doesn't have a little bit of a thing back. There was some yeah. moment they shared when he was space drunk. Yeah. When they were both yes. space drunk. Um and I mean who wouldn't? Because yeah. if you guys don't remember, Nurse Chapel is actually um, Luxwana, and she's the voice yeah. of the Enterprise. She's amazing. Um, and she goes into Spock's room, and Bones and Kirk are still having this conversation. Um, and Bones is, Kirk's like, I don't get it. Like, why are you so worried? And he's like, well, I was doing his physical, and he literally told me to mind my own business or he'd break my neck. Like, yeah. He got... <laughs> Real unspock like. Yeah, so. super spock thing to say. And as they're having that conversation, Nurse Chapel comes running out of Spock's room and there's a bunch Three. of yelling. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then the soup just gets like thrown against the wall. And he comes out and he's like, if I want something from you all, ask for it. You fucking cunt. Not that, that last <laughs> few sentences, the last few words there. That's not what happened. But he did say, close. <laughs> if I want something from you, I'll ask. And she's upset. And he's clearly upset. He's got some things going on. Um, I forget exactly when it is, but the soup is still there later in the episode. Because I think when... <laughs> just spread yeah. across the wall. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the purple goop all over the wall. Yeah. Soup is purple. Just it, Vulcan soup, I guess, is purple. Yeah. It's purple soup. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely I think it's when um Kirk leaves that room. Oh, probably. The I mean... door, and there's like it's been hours and there's still fucking soup like <laughs> they hadn't gone around to cleaning it up, yeah. Space. Somebody <laughs> is gonna clean that shit up because that then... happens some sort of contaminant. Yeah, well, they're going to clean it up and then they're going to recycle everything that was in it. Like, yeah, because it's space. You need those nutrients and all of that liquid. Yeah, there's so much you can do with it. So um, at this point, he, uh, Spock notices Kirk and Kirk's like, hey, buddy. Got anything to say here? <laughs> and uh, uh, Spock's doing. Yeah, Spock kind of composes himself and he says, Captain, I'd like to request a leave of absence to Vulcan. And Kirk's like, what? Like, why? I don't understand. And Spock's just like, just let me go to Vulcan. And he gets real mad again. Um, uh, he never wanted to leave before now. Yeah. So what's the problem? But it's he does. I just, um, I know I've got the time saved up. Just fucking let oh. me go. That's after the intro. We haven't even gotten to the intro yet. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> that's the next conversation. Oh, yeah. That's in the room. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is in the hallway still. And yeah. he, like, yeah. freaks out on Kirk. And then we get everybody's kind of confused face. Yeah. And then we get our brand new intro. This is the only reason I was like, we should probably oh, talk so about the this intro. This is important. Yeah. So we have a new intro with new intro music mm -hmm. involving an opera singer. Which I didn't it's, realize I was basically channeling the future every time I yeah. sang the song. It's, it's not like a brand new song. They just revamped mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. instead of instrumentals, they put this very high vibrato soprano. And first it opens up with um, instead of there being only two white males in the show now it's created by one and there are three white males three white males they Still include bones in yeah. the credits so i i called it four white dudes and an opera singer like that's it, it is exciting it was good yeah it was it's new it um new. but yeah it, i do like that the only person they decided to add really was bones yeah, <laughs> just the other, the other white, white guy another white lead male yeah <laughs> and it was very much i i don't know for sure i can't recall right now if sarah's actually put in her singing the star trek um intro when it i don't think on. i have <laughs> because it's exactly what she does yeah so she was indeed channeling the future and yeah. that's and they also changed the font they because did. The it was very generic. And this is when we actually get sort of the Star Trek font. 
on like everything. Like the, yeah. there's like a title screen. Yeah. And and like, it's like before that it was very I think the title screen was uh similar but the the t- font that they used in the intro was like Times New Roman Arial just fucking yeah. And now it's the Star Trek font. Which, yeah, it's <laughs> I don't think that got really popular until like 2000. Oh, okay. Um what was it? Garamond? <laughs> yeah, it could have been that one. Okay, yeah. it been that. It's very it's generic. Classic. It's classic. Uh, sans serif. It was just really fucking yeah. basic. And now it's stylized and it is its Star own Trek. Star Trek font. Star Trek font. <laughs> um, okay. And this, this is where we go to. This is our first view that I can think of of Spock's room. One. And this is where they're having the conversation Carrie was talking about, but I think we should just take a moment to describe what we saw here. And I, I, I think it's possible that we were in Spock's room before. It did not look like this. Not at all. No. <laughs> um, I, and I, what I'm, what I'm actually remembering right now, just from watching this episode, is he has 3D chess in his room. Like there was a chessboard on the other wall, so it's possible that when they were paying playing 3d chess that they were in his quarters i was there red velvet on the wall no and that's the point <laughs> yeah like things have changed in it season two guys it was it was startling <laughs> it looked like his room was decorated by spencer's gifts because yeah. it was like red velvet curtains on the walls yeah, not like, paint. It was red velvet curtains. Oh, yeah, they were curtains. But then yeah. hanging on the wall still, like over the curtains, were some axes and swords. Yeah, all kinds of weapons. And, and there was a statue that I swear to God, if we did not sell at Spencer's Gifts, like, I've, I'm have i a liar. But I, we did. There's no way we didn't sell that exact statue. I'm remotely certain <laughs> this is how Spencer's Gifts came into fruition. It started. Because, yeah, it is. It is a wolf head on an angel's body. So it's got like the wolf head and these wings, and it's holding a bowl of smoke machine smoke. Yep, (laughs) and it has an LED light in the bowl that's just shining out and flashing different colors in the smoke. Yeah. And it's it's it was the 60s, so they probably had somebody flicking switches to make it different colors. Red, green, blue. Yeah. Blue, green, blue. But it definitely changed the color of the smoke that was coming out of the bowl that the angel werewolf was holding. (laughs) Dude. It was an angel. Even as did you notice his bed? It was like black quilted with gold trim. It it's doesn't just, make any fucking sense because Spock's supposed to be like no emotion, nothing dramatic. We keep it logical. A fucking werewolf angel smoking bowl is nothing logical. There's nothing logical no, in that. No, th- that is a stoner's room. It is a mall ninja yeah. stoner's room. That's not exactly Spock. what it is. All that needed was some fucking spike knuckles. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Jesus. Like. No fucking way. I didn't work with somebody who had that bedroom. <laughs> like when I worked at Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> it is not Spock's bedroom, but somehow oh. it is. Okay. Yeah. 
And I think that we did a really good job painting you the picture. How it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> no. We're going to come back here later. and We're not going to go back into detail, but you have to keep that image in your brain. Oh, yeah. I, I wrote down later. every time we saw the werewolf angel. So, um, okay. so they are having this conversation and Kirk is asking Spock, like, you need to tell me what's going on. And this is where Spock says, I don't like this part at all. He's just like, basically what Nurse Chapel was doing was undignified. Like, she shouldn't be bringing food to a man that's not hers. Barf. Like, he was kind of being shitty that she's she not, trying... not with him. Like, she's being nice. But, yeah. you know, she's not my wife. She shouldn't bring me soup. See, to me, it felt like he was implying that she was like, being promiscuous in some way that was unflattering. Oh, I, I didn't pick not... that up. But I, I can see it. Yeah. Well, because he was he he literally said uh, he said Nurse Chapel bringing soup to a man that is not hers is undignified. Like it doesn't sound great. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not flattering. That's no, not flattering. it's not, not a flattering statement. Um. And then Kirk wants to know why suddenly he wants to leave. And this is where they have the conversation like, you have never requested leave in the past. Yeah. So what the fuck is going on now that it's like, so urgent? I can't fucking tell you. I just want my goddamn leave. Again, yeah. I've never requested leave. You owe me. Yeah. So like, I'm, just, I'm just doing it now and it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. Um, and I Kirk guess- being Kirk has to push he's got to keep asking questions he needs to know the exact reason and and spock's trying really hard to be like i just like i don't want to talk about it bro like you just need to trust that i I need this really need this to happen like i really like sarah if i said to you sarah i need a hundred dollars and we cannot talk about why we can't do it i can't tell you why i need a hundred dollars would you give me a hundred bucks yeah and then I'd yeah. probably be like, let me know if you need anything else that I can provide. Yeah. And then you'd probably be like, yeah. will you tell me why? And yeah. then I'll be like, well, I can't. I Like, there's probably not. I can't tell you why, Sarah. But you'd still do it because you're my friend. Yeah. Like, we're, we're buddies. Well, that's and how, so- yeah. Like, and that's basically what he's asking. Like, I I need to go there. And I need you to trust me about it. Don't ask kind questions. Of. Yeah, don't ask questions. <laughs> I just, I really need a fucking lay. <laughs> like, <laughs> he needs to, he needs to get a girl pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Um, and then, uh, he like Kirk does have like I guess the audacity to say, well, you know, we're going to this other planet. They have shore facilities there, like it'll be it'll work just fine and he's like no it has to be on vulcan and he's he's got like a shiv behind his back yeah he definitely has a shiv and he's shaking and he's holding a shiv behind his back and he's like i need to go to vulcan and then kirk says i'm asking you what's wrong and Spock says, I am asking you to let me take leave on Vulcan. <laughs> like, like, I'm not getting it anywhere. Was like a backhanded friend guilt. Like, look, we're super buddies. 
I, you need to confide in me. You have to tell me. And Spock yeah. is like, I already told you I can't. I just need you to trust me, you piece of shit. Just, and Kirk Jesus. is definitely like, he won't let it happen unless Spock tells him why. Like, it's kind yeah. of shitty. I think it's kind of shitty. It is shitty. It's a, especially when um, this is your not only friend, your first officer. Yeah. Who is just begging you to let him take leave he knows um, something's wrong with him and he's like i need to i gotta go I, I, why would I have you to go back to my planet yeah. i gotta go why would you want that person on your ship as your first officer when they're acting like this purple soup yeah he threw it all over the wall yeah and so kirk is like all right fine you can go we can you can have the leave and yeah then- he like he calls up to i guess the bridge and and tells them like we need to chart a course to vulcan um but he's like leaning over spock to hit a button on like a recorder what a communicator to like send this message and i don't know how he didn't see the knife (laughs) like yeah like the knife is in frame with kirk right there (laughs) like he saw this kind of when he calls up is that to a certain somebody that hasn't happened yet. We are getting there. Though. That's the next scene. I assumed you this had is... the note. I didn't. I never. I only wrote that that person's name twice, and it's much later. So it's so exciting, guys. <laughs> um, so they decide that they are going to change course to Vulcan. Then we go to the bridge, and it, it's a captain's log, and he's talking about basically everything that we just discussed. Um, and they have Spock under medical surveillance. And, um, which seems weird because Spock is actually on the bridge at this point in time. He's not under medical surveillance, even though that's what yeah. he said. He put like a medic alert bracelet on him or something. Like yeah. A, <laughs> wearing a little something that tells him how Spock Bones is. Bones is just following him around, I guess. I don't know. He's under Bones surveillance. Like, oh, I don't know. Your heart's beating a little faster. How's your blood pressure? Yeah. yeah. They've got a Fitbit on Spock and they're just monitoring. Yeah, that's, I swear to God, that's probably what it is because that <laughs> it just updates constantly. And then you could tell, like, yeah. is he in a fit of rage? Nope. He nope. looks the same kind of rage that he has been for the last three days. His steady it's, rage. Yeah, steady rage. Not elevated. Yeah. Steady. No, not, not elevated. <laughs> um, Ahura gets a call from Starfleet. And she transfer she transfers it over and is like playing it, and it is basically saying that they need to alter their flight plan because they have to go to this other planet for something, um, and like they can't go to Vulcan. Is the whole point of the their message original message? Message they have to go to I think it's Alteran, Alteran um, six or five or something. Yeah, that's Alter six. Alter that's yeah. where they have been headed. And that's why they divert to Vulcan. So they're headed to this because they're joining basically the Federation and they're, it's a big to do everything. It's like a parade. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds an awful lot. It's a coronation of a president, I guess, like they just became a democracy or something. But they Um, want three starships there and the Enterprise should be one of them. Yeah, They're like, well, you guys, I know that you like want to go do this side quest that you think is super important but we're really looking at the main quest like the Starfleet quest um, yeah. that's your main storyline and that's really important and you need to go do that right now and yes. so they're like Kirk's like mm, 
uh, all right, like, I guess we're going to go to Altair 6 or whatever. Cool. Yeah. Um, and this, oh. No, go. Oh, God, I'm just so excited, guys. And this is where, this is the, our first, I guess our second change of course, because it gets pretty funny. But this is the, the second time we're changing course. And guess who he gives the order to? I waited all first season and we didn't get him. It's but Chekhov. You talked about him so much. I did talk about him. I He is played by Anton Yelchin in the, which is very sad, but he was so fucking good in like the reboot of Star Trek that they did. And so I was just really excited to meet the character. He's not what I expected. <laughs> he has the worst hair of anybody in the show. <laughs> like, why did he have to wear a wig? No, no one else is wearing a wig. And we know that they can do wigs because fucking Janice had a weave. Yeah, that's true. Weave. Like they they can do hair. Nurse they Chapel do. has a beautiful wig. Yeah, they just choose to make him have like a Beatles haircut that starts oh in the God. middle of his head and just kind of swirls floofily. Yeah. And with and then with bangs. It's got bangs, yeah, with bangs too. Um and he has the fucking worst Russian accent I have ever heard. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's because he's Russian. Check yeah. off. Chekhov, it's fine. We we named him obviously Russian. We can assume. We were like, we should put a Russian in here. Okay, I'm gonna check off the list. <laughs> that was probably it. <laughs> check off that one. <laughs> we love the Russians. We yeah. don't check off. Check off. <laughs> oh God. Um, and so I. Carrie and I were discussing how nice it is to have somebody that we know is always going to be in that seat next to Sulu now, because it was weird that that person always changed. Like a starship where it's the top people. And we've done this before, but it's, they're, they're like the best at their jobs. But for some reason, there's a floater position on the bridge. Yeah. Like, oh, no, there isn't. No. <laughs> There, there isn't there's yeah. no chance no it way was, it's uh, it was weird so like this is it is nice and he ends up being one of the funnier parts of this episode <laughs> um yes. and kirk goes over to spock and he uh apologizes that they're changing course Chekhov's the one who's changing the course by the way um and he says you'll get your leave when we're all done and spock's like i understand but he's you know kind of shaky um, and then we go to Kirk just like taking a nap, but I think maybe he's having trouble sleeping because he's thinking so much about Spock's he's dilemma. In his uniform on top of his bed. He's, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if he's trying to like, he's Power obviously nap. trying to sleep, but he's clearly not like trying to sleep. If I, if I'm like, he's not trying that hard. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go to sleep now. I, I'm not really tired, but I know it's my bedtime. I take my glasses off yeah. and I take my clothes off and I put my mouth guard in and I get under the blankets. Like that's, that's how, how you, you go to sleep. Lay there full uniform with your shoes on still. Right. No, I do not. I absolutely <laughs> do not. Maybe he was just trying to have like a private moment. I, I thought it was a power nap. Maybe it's, it doesn't, it's not very logical. No, so. it's not. And then he like, wakes up in his bed and like rolls yeah. over and he calls yeah, Chekhov. An idea. He's got a thought. Yeah, he's got a thought. 
he calls Chekhov and he's like, hey, like, really? Like, how late would we be to the ceremony if we just did a pit stop to Vulcan and we just, like, super dropped fast. back off? We went just, super fast. If we did it, like, so fucking fast. And then Chekhov's just like, uh, I don't really know what you're asking because we are on a course to Vulcan. Yeah, we're already going there. <laughs> per Spock's order. So this is the third time yeah. they've altered course. Yeah, uh, Spock told us we were going somewhere else. And so we were like, fuck, yeah, you're second in command. Guess we're fucking going there. You were in your bedroom. Yeah, we don't check. We don't check. You know, if if Spock says shit, we do shit. You you were napping. He's my senior officer. I just love him. Shoes on. (laughs) Yeah, napping with your shoes on. Uh, And then Kirk gets out of bed and he goes to the bridge. And he does a very, like, stern, disappointed dad pose in, like, oh, the God. doorway of the bridge. It's my favorite. So they're, like, they show Kirk in the st- stern dad, disappointed dad pose. Mm-hmm. And then it g- looks at Spock. The camera pans over to Spock. And then Spock just kind of stands up and is like, oh. But from what we learned, Spock. Locke doesn't know why he's in trouble because yeah. Kirk's like, hey, come here, buddy. And he's got his hands on his hips still, very disappointed. And so Spock goes into the elevator with him. And Kirk's like, so uh, altered our course, did ya? Huh? And Spock is just like, oh, fuck. Well, I didn't, but if you said I did, I bet you I must have. <laughs> yeah, oh, I shit. Doing it, but I totally believe that I probably did because you're saying it, but also I didn't consciously do that thing. So, so like I can't get in trouble if I don't remember that I did it, right? <laughs> it does not work. I've been blackout drunk <laughs> many times. I still get in trouble. <laughs> still get in trouble, even if you don't remember it. Yeah. And so he's like, lock me away. Like things are about to get fucking weird. I can't tell you why. And Kirk's like, um, you need to report to sickbay. That's your orders. Report to sickbay. McCoy's waiting for you. And we get get the fuck out. Yeah. We get like a little, it's not like a montage, but it's like a a whole scene of Spock like walking through the hallway with like this sexy guitar playing in the background. So it's like boom, 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 boom. Like Sexy guitar. I don't know how else to explain it. It was the music in this episode was new. <laughs> yeah, it was. They went from like these really orchestrated, very dramatic, and, and maybe it's going to come back. Maybe because this is just the first episode, but there was yeah. changes that they made. They, they tried something new. Yeah, they definitely had more sort of modern music that, which makes sense because we're in the fucking future. Yeah. Why? you playing an 1800s orchestral piece because you know why is there a swelling crescendo (laughs) (laughs) no we need sexy guitar (laughs) guitar give it some bass yes Um, so he is just walking through the hallway and he walks into sick bay and bones is there and he says um i was ordered to report to sick bay i'm here now I'm gonna go. Bye bye. Bye bye. I I have followed my order. Uh-huh. I'm done. Yeah. I'm I reported. Like, hey, 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 you piece of shit. 
I have orders too, and my orders are to give you a medical exam. So use your logic here. We both report to the same commanding officer. You did your orders. I get to do mine too. Yeah. So you're here. Good job. Let's do this. And and the bed. bed Spock gives in. It's not even like a bed. It's literally like a standing. It's like a... you know those um, things that it's it's kind of new agey, but that you strap in and then you hang upside down. It's sort of like a bed where you can like tilt up because you want all the your joints to get all the pressure released off of them. This is so new agey. I might not know what it is, but I assume is it like a zero gravity kind of thing? Yeah, it's a zero gravity bed. I think that's okay. What it's called, but it, it doesn't tilt all the way back. It's just like he stands and then they strap him in and then he, they lay him down. Yeah, they like tilt the bed yeah. and you get a camera angle where all you see is his hand and it's all shaky like it was when it had that shiv in it. So <laughs> we go to this is such a good scene. It's so fucking funny. If every scene could have just been Sulu and Chekhov <laughs> this would have been such a good episode. <laughs> I mean, it was. It was. It, this was an okay episode. It, Just, it really was. There's no trigger warning. Not even a single one. No, there was a one that we thought was going to be a trigger warning and then wasn't. And it wasn't. <laughs> that might have been our own PTSD from previous episodes. From season one. Yeah, season one might have done that to us. But um, we go to a scene with Sulu and Chekhov, and he, Sulu asks what he thinks about all of these course changes that they've been getting. Cause I think they're on their third one at this point. Yeah, like, isn't this the fucking lot? Like that. Yeah, this is, like, what do you think about this? Crazy shit here. Right. Like this is weird. And, and, so and like, well, yeah, but if I were you, like I just plot a course back to Vulcan. That one hasn't happened yet. What? It hasn't happened yet. It will happen. We have, seriously, we have so many course changes. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm, it's what I'm here for. <laughs> but in this one, Sulu says, what do you think about all of these changes? And Chekhov was like, if we keep going, I think I might get space sick. <laughs> like, it's like a really fun scene, even though he has a terrible, like, Russian accent. Um, and then we... Scottish at first. Yeah. I it's <laughs> like Scotty. But you know, because his name is Chekhov. That he's supposed to be Russian, and he says something's kind of Russian-y. Yeah, he he definitely has, like, baby Scotty hair, too, though. (laughs) Like, it's, like, pitch black. I never would have been like, that's obviously a Russian person speaking. No, it was baby Scotty. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah. So, we go to a scene where Bones is talking to Kirk, and he has, like, completely changed his tune. He's like, look, if he needs to go to Vulcan, if he doesn't go to Vulcan, he's going to die. I cannot tell you why. I just, I know it's going to happen. And then this it seriously makes no fucking sense, but it seems like we always have to reference the fact that Bones is a doctor because then Kirk says, well, are you a doctor or not? Like, what does him being a doctor have to do? With, with like very intimate knowledge of Vulcan physiology, yeah, or like Bio- just, biology. Yeah. Biology. Who's biology? <laughs> We're gonna get into that. It's Vulcan biology. Vulcan um, biology. And so Bones is like, listen, 
there's a, a shit ton of adrenaline pumping through his system. Um, and if it's not stopped, it'll kill him. He knows what it is. And he says the way to not die is to go to Vulcan. So. Yeah. Let's just and, fucking. And that's, that's me actually doctoring you. I'm telling yeah. you. This he has doctor. Adrenaline. It, there's no, it, it doesn't matter what the cause is. If you want him to not die, take him to Vulcan. He's saying it. I'm saying it. It doesn't matter what the reason is. You don't need to know that part. And so he does say that uh, this is the stupid. I wrote it down just because it's the stupidest fucking line that's ever existed. Um, that's a stretch, I hope. Oh, no, he'll you'll be like, yeah, what the fuck even was that? He says that um, Spock's not going to tell them. He is as tight lipped as an El- Alderbrin shell mouth. Like, why just, would we even know what that is? <laughs> we're, we're, we we don't. They're just so cultured and they're so alieny. Yeah, that we just don't even understand what that means. But shell mouth is supposed to be like an oyster. Why couldn't like they a, just say like as tight lipped as a clam? Like I would understand that. Alien. We're in the future, Sarah. <laughs> I just didn't tight like it. As a clam. As a clam. As a clam. Clammed up with his information. Um, then we go back into Spock's just spectacularly 2003 Spencer's decorated bedroom. And this, you know what? That bedroom could have been Angel's bedroom. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) super like broody, like super super, like weapons everywhere and red velvet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that definitely could have been Angel's bedroom. Yeah. What all they it needed was like a window with a blind so that the light could shine through the blind, like so that you could stare out in the rain. Yeah, like, oh, I'll never yeah. be human again. I'll never be happy. Mm. Any- <laughs> anyway, this is not an angel. No spoilers. Yeah, angel's a fucking baby. Um, <laughs> Spock- baby. Yeah, Spock is. Um, in his room on his computer, looking at a picture of a little girl, which is as watch through is fucking creepy as <laughs> weird. I have no idea at this point why Spock is looking longingly at a picture of a little girl because we know he is pure adrenaline and all fucked up and mm-hmm. on his computer monitor. And here's the next creepy part. Picture of this little girl. She's apparently seven, I think that we Yeah, seven her. is probably. And then Kirk comes in and Spock like minimizes the screen real fast. He's like He's like, oh, doo-doo. what wasn't come in. Wasn't looking at anything. Yeah. <laughs> it turns not porn. <laughs> it turns out it's not creepy. But no. it gives off some fucking creepy vibes. Even know how in the '60s that passed like the. That's a good idea. Go ahead. This, no one's gonna find this weird. We'll just do it. Yes. Go ahead. It's fine. Especially since we find out that this is somebody that Spock knows, um, who is his age. And if you're gonna tell me that he didn't have an updated photo of her, like. I, I'm just gonna pretend that he didn't. Like they have not been in contact except for mentally maybe this is the best yeah yeah just 
I I don't know exactly how old Leonard Nimoy is in this, but he looks to be in his late forties. Yeah, he's not young. He is not young. His if he is younger, his skin has been through a thing or two. Well, and here's the thing is they were both seven when when we'll get into that whole thing. Um and there is no fucking way the actress that plays her is the same age as Leonard Nemo. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there is no fucking way. She is 20 at best. So we have the Kirk coming in and being like, hey, so what do we need to do to make you not die? And then you see like Spock with his shaky shiv again. And like Kirk grabs his wrist and is like, this is not okay. Like, you are the best first officer in the fleet. Like, why is this happening to you? I need to know. Yeah, you're really fucked up. Yeah. So, like, again, the shiv comes into play, but yeah. it is never wielded as a weapon. And this, this is the last time that we see it. And so, yeah, it's weird. You have to tell me what's wrong with you. And Spock is like, I fucking can't. Yeah, you're not listening to my words culturally. Like we don't even talk about this as as us as Vulcan. Yeah. We don't discuss this. He says no outworlders can know. It's yeah, you're like, not allowed to know. Deeply we personal. Don't even talk about it. You, we can't. We, I cannot tell you why I need to go to Vulcan. Just get me there. Yeah, and then Kirk's like, whoa. But explain. That's an order. Yeah, you gotta tell me. And he's like, you know what? Some things are actually more important than Starfleet. And this is kind exactly. of one of them. So like, it is. I can't. Totes, totes confidential. And then this and kind of pisses me off because Kirk's like, well, what if it's confidential? If I just don't tell anybody. Yeah, like, hey, BFF, like, I'll totally BFF with you yeah. right now. Like, if you just want to tell me as your BFF, I just won't yeah. tell else i won't tell i'm just not gonna tell i'm just not gonna do it <laughs> and this is my i'm just gonna read you guys my notes but i'm gonna say like spock kirk spock kirk spock kirk yeah, like <laughs> this is the entire conversation so spock says biology and then kirk says what and then spock says biology and then Kirk says, what kind of biology? And then Spock says, Vulcan biology. <laughs> and, then, and then Kirk says, like, biology of Vulcans or biology of reproduction? <laughs> like, it's, uh -huh. so, <laughs> it's such a ridiculous conversation that used Vulcan and biology, like, a million times. And this is where we learn that Spock yeah. is super fucking horny. He's just so fucking horny. That he is his problem. Horny to death. He's like, he will die if he doesn't get laid. Like, he is. Or, as we learn, kill something. Like, it's either yeah. or. And He's so super horny. He's super horny. <laughs> Kirk's trying to be cool about it. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's the birds and the bees. And Spock's like, no, it is not. If if they were super logical and had their logic ripped out of them for this crazy thing that happens, yeah, yeah. maybe that would be. But that's they're not Vulcans. This oh, is it's happening. It's like this giant shame. 
I wonder yeah. how Puritan sex ideals infiltrated television cinema in the 1960s. <laughs> Can't even talk about it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, it's very, very evident at this point that Spock is just super fucking Like, he's got to fuck. He's got to he fuck. Or he got to fight. The whole scene, Carrie actually pointed this out, and I really, I kind of like if you want to feel for it. Um, it. It's seriously like he's going through some form of Vulcan puberty, and Kirk is his awkward dad who has to talk to him about it. It It's the, it's so uncomfortable. And I, I'm sure that they were trying to be really like, like... Like, let's bring some sex into the show somehow. That's mm-hmm. not just, you know, women are hot looking. Like, yeah. let's talk about issues. And so they were like, leave it to Beaver <laughs> with Spock. And it's Kurt. A, a very special episode of Star Trek about puberty. <laughs> it's, so, it's so awkwardly done and so uncomfortable. And I, I, I understand what they were going for. But I also don't care for it (laughs) yeah so then we have a really good conversation where um it's not good i don't know why i said that it's like i'm lying to you guys on this one because it gets super it gets even weirder than it already was ironically it's a really good real good conversation (laughs) um and and spock asks like well how do you think um vulcans choose mates and Kirk says, I assumed, logically. And we get more sexy guitar in this scene, too. Just yeah. in case anybody really needed the mood sense. If, if you really needed to feel like <laughs> health class. <laughs> yes. It's like a real chill guitar. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's in like, you're, you're in fifth grade. The boys and the girls are separate because, <laughs> you know, that's what they did in the... 90s 90s and you're yeah. watching a video about how it's all very natural this is mm-hmm. all natural it's okay Every, everything's fine really um normal. and hair's just gonna grow there <laughs> <laughs> but we do uh find out that it is not at all logical it is shielded with ritual um and shrouded in antiquity it, it's this madness that comes over them um, called. <laughs> Can you say it? Punfar. Punfar. It's Poonfar. Poonfar. Poon. I think it's Pawn. I, I, mean, I know. I know. But if we're talking about Poon, <laughs> it's Poonfar. <laughs> we weren't talking about that, but hey, Sarah. He's going far. far. He is going far for Poon. Do you. Do you disagree? Okay. I cannot disagree with that. It is. It would be illogical for me to disagree with that. Because <laughs> um, that's what's happening. It's, it's Ponfar. And he, he the first um, metaphor or simile that he uses is these giant snake things on a different planet that every 11 years go back to a cave to lay eggs. And then. Yeah. Which, and then that one made no sense. It didn't make sense. But then he's like, it's like on your earth, then salmons that get, get up them rivers and go back to where they were borns. And then Kirk's like, oh, yeah, that's, I get, oh, it's just I like, do know salmon. Yeah. I, I understand fish. Yeah. Earth? You oh. said earth? Yeah, earth. Fuck earth. Yeah. Earth. yeah. 
USA. <laughs> I can only relate to Earth things. Yeah. But it's it's very much like what we derive from the conversation is what happens to them is very instinctual, uncontrollable. Yeah. They cannot stop it. It is a drive deep within them that they, yeah. as Sarah said, they have shrouded it in all of these like really regal things to make it seem less debased than it feels but they're very yeah. this the whole thing is very shameful because it strips them of their logic and so they overlay it with like super logical controlled things but it still fucking happens and he's yeah. gonna die if he doesn't fuck or fight <laughs> he needs to do those things or yep. and then, yeah he says i've got to go take a wife or die yeah and then um, Kirk says, okay, well, we're going to get you to Vulcan. And so he calls Ahura. No, no, sorry. Ahura gets a call from Starfleet. And <laughs> I lied. We're going back. He calls Ahura to tell Starfleet that they're going to change course again. And Chekhov's just like, are you fucking kidding me? But he hasn't, like, given the order yet. He just, like, says, like, hey, get me Starfleet on the phone. And then God Sulu... Yes, exactly. He's like, Jesus Christ. And yeah. Sulu... So he says, do you think we're going to change course back to Vulcan? And Sulu's just like, I mean, maybe chart up a course just in case. <laughs> like, I don't know. Couldn't hurt to put the just, numbers in. Just... Yeah. Mm. Wow. This and this this happened so much that like four scenes ago, that's why Carrie was confused. Yeah, because like, it was Spock freaking out, and then we go up yeah. to the bridge and check off. Like it's yeah, poor Chekhov is just like what? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I have oh, a goddamn mind. My drunk notes for the first one were funny scene, and my drunk notes for the second one were still funny. <laughs> It's so funny. It's still funny. It was good. It was funny. <laughs> and then we go to Spock's room and he is very mad. And he basically just like crushes his computer with his fist and it yeah. just like crumples up. He which punches it three times and it just like flatten, flatten, flatten. He's very angry. What I don't get is like it had a screen. Wouldn't like glass have shattered if he oh, he punched it to death? To death, <laughs> he didn't. Oh. It was it was so pulverized that the screen just like poofed Maybe out of existence from the future, and so they don't use glass anymore. Oh yeah, good like, point. I, I don't think mine is glass, even though it looks like glass in Star Trek. It clearly is, but mine is not. Glass. <laughs> That's like, you know, you're you're right. So I shouldn't just no, assume not touching it, but I'm doing it. Don't touch us. No. Oh. Yeah, look at what I've done. Um, so we have our funny scene, and Spock has destroyed his computer. And then we um get the call from Starfleet where they're like, hey, we really need to go to Vulcan. And Starfleet's like, excuse me? No, I don't think that's gonna work. You really have to go to Altair 6. Because we need you there. And Kirk tries to be like, well, you have two other Starfleet ships. And it's only going to put us like a day later. Like, and then he's just like, no, 
you're going just fucking do it jesus we christ appearances yes After that did you miss yeah you don't get to just go off to vulcan no um and they hang up and then bones and kirk are having a conversation and bones is like are you gonna go against orders and he's like i can't let spock die can't not like, against orders yeah like i have to help him it's worth my career because he's my friend yeah, and he saved my life, like, a thousand times, at least. Yeah, so, like, this is, it's a fair trade. Yeah. And he calls Chekhov, and he's like, okay, we need to chart a course back to Vulcan. And Chekhov's like, hey, I already charted the course for you. And he doesn't even say, good job, Chekhov. Like, way to be ahead of the game. Yeah, he's just like, oh, okay. Cool. Thanks, bye. Yeah, my bitch. I I don't like that part because again, oh, that's a huge thing. <laughs> anybody that anticipates my needs, which make no sense, props to you. Yes, he at least been like, oh, who's been eating their weenies? Like he, he should have been like, oh, you're doing good for your first day on the job. Like pat yeah. on the back. Like I literally, build- just met you and I don't hate you. Yeah, build that kid up, man. Yeah. He already plotted a course for you. So Or don't. Just ignore yeah. it and be like, cool. I don't know how, but somehow that whole conversation with Starfleet Chapel was listening in. I don't I don't understand how she was doing it. Um, but she gets a really big smile on her face when she finds out that they're charting the course back to Vulcan. And she like runs into Spock's room to tell him. And this is the scene. That just like knowing that he's going through a madness that involves like very strong sexual desires. It, I was so fucking scared about the direction the scene could have gone. Chapel would not have known that because the like Chapel knows that Spock is not normal, well, acting pretty irrational. Like she's yeah. trying to grow out, but she doesn't at this point know that it's like sexual in nature at all nobody nobody ever finds that out nobody does um but she like goes in there and spock is laying in the bed in his spencer's opium den of if he's sleeping he's sleeping his spencer's opium den of something (laughs) again he is laying on his side in full uniform (laughs) in his bed like maybe that's just how they sleep in the future i don't know but he's like napping and she like comes in and she's very quiet. She's like creeping in and she kind of stands over him for a second. And then she's like, oh, he's sleeping. I shouldn't bother him. Yeah. Okay. Out, and then Spock like brings up and he's like, hey. Chapel. What? Chapel. He's like, hey, Chapel. Like he yeah, says her name. Hey, Chapel. And then yeah. so he kind of freezes. And this is where Sarah and I definitely saw a lot of season one coming to pass. Like, yeah, it got weird. And but he was he was really nice, and she was really nice. And Sarah's going to talk about the conversation because I can't. Yeah, I will talk about the conversation. I just want to say, like, he's also very calm, yep. and for some reason, that made it like the whole scene was harder for me to watch because I was like something's gonna just snap here and i don't know what it is <laughs> you've been home and then got real fucked up that would have been fucked up like it's yeah. different when somebody's kind of fucked up and you walk in and you're like oh this is a bad situation yeah but if you're feeling safe 
That yeah. is a little more fucked up. And it, but that's not what happens. Like yeah. I feel like we should definitely yeah. not. This is happens. actually a nice scene. Um. So Spock tells her. Okay. So very first thing he like wakes up and he stops her and she like turns around and there's a tear on her face already. Like yeah. <laughs> near the end of the conversation, the tear would have made more sense. But the fact that it was there like the whole time was like, Even, like literally the next time they look at her, that yeah. would have made sense. But <laughs> it wasn't. It was the first time. I'm pretty sure that what happened was they had shot like five minutes of her with dialogue with the dumb tear and then they started like post-production and they were like oh shit we forgot that she shouldn't be crying yet and they were like you know what we'll fuck leave it. it we'll just leave that one there yeah <laughs> so, I mean, I it's just lady feelings who cares yeah ladies have a lot of feelings so she was probably already crying yeah um she was just cr- she, she was moved period. yeah maybe she's on her period maybe it's she was just so moved that he deigned to speak to her. Yay! <laughs> Tear, happy tears. Happy tears. Um, and he's like, I had a startling dream uh, and you were trying to tell me something and I couldn't hear you. Which, by the way, uh-huh. I think that's amazing. Like, yep. that is a very good, like, internalization of what has been happening. Because we know that she has feelings for him. Like she's super into him. Yeah. We had the naked time. We had the naked time. And we knew that they, that, I mean, maybe even he has feelings for her. That one's a little more iffy. I love you, Mr. Spock. Yeah. She's in love with him. Like, it's a, a loves. It's a thing. Um, And so, and he, I'm sure that not being able to hear it has something to do with his, like, Vulcan side and his logic and lack of emotion or lack yep. of understanding emotion. Yep. Um and I just think that that's fucking awesome. And then he says your face is wet and he like reaches out and he wipes her tear away. Um and she's like, "Well, I came here to tell you that we are going to Vulcan." And he's like, "Nurse Chapel." And she's like, "You can call me Christine." And he's like, "Oh, um could you make me some of that soup? And she just gets like so excited that he wants her to make him some of that Vulcan soup. And I have no fucking clue where this is going. <laughs> like no idea whatsoever. We might never talk about it again. It's but just, I do when she got to be validated yeah. and we're like, I just want to care for you and love for you. Yeah. You're kind of abusive and shitty, but I don't I love you. And then he's like could you love me with food? And she's like, <laughs> also food. Oh, oh I, I so yes. will. I, I will have not microbiology, but oh. <laughs> I'm a nurse, but I'll go cook you something in the kitchen. You know, early Americana in here. It's, yeah. So real. we go to a scene in the elevator. And it is Kirk and Spock and Bones. And this is, I guess, where Spock decides that he can just tell them everything. (laughs) Like, why the fuck not? Let's just go for it. So he's like, um, this insanity is a a very distasteful time. And uh, we have a ritual. Yeah, Emotions. Gross. 
So um, he says, I was hoping that you would join me for the ceremony, basically. So he is allowed to bring, I guess, what would be considered his bestest buddies. His bachelor party. It's like buddies. his bachelor party, yeah. Um, so he gets to pick his his bestest buddies to go with him. And I am convinced that he was inviting Kirk, but since Bones was in the elevator with him, he couldn't, like, not also invite Bones. <laughs> genuinely believe that that was a pity invite because so what happened <laughs> like i could take some friends kirk you're like my best friend forever like, mm-hmm. you're my bf and i totally want you to be there so yeah. let's go hang with that and kirk's like cool and bones is hanging there all weird and awkward it's and like he's like side. oh yeah you too bones and then bones is like i'd be honored <laughs> Cool. I can come yeah. to your party too. Anytime. <laughs> so, I also um, like. Party. <laughs> yeah, I love partying. He does, though. Bones. Yeah. If anyone, yeah. He's gonna get too drunk at the bachelor party, and it's gonna get weird. What happened in this, which I I noted in the first watch through, when even I was sober, they made Bones way more like Southern drawl. Like he's got the accent the first season he kind of like downplayed it he was being a little more like generic yeah episode he was way more southern drawly and i think it has something to do with the mint julep the the mint julep just like stuck with him yeah it's like worked its way in yeah it's part of the canon now he's just yeah he's drunk southerner he's He's a southerner um so they go under the bridge and they are calling down to Vulcan, and there's like this. I think they just needed us to know that Nurse Chapel was witnessing this, because there's yes. a scene where she walks in and she asks Bones what's going on, and then we go to this call, which seems like a very personal call between Spock. I absolutely would not want that call on the front screen of the ship. Yeah, like where everyone can hear it. Um, and there's this absolutely fucking gorgeous Vulcan woman on the other end of the call. She is beautiful. She has like the perfect nose. Yes. Her eyes are amazing. Her chin, her like she looks like if somebody drew a beautiful woman. She's like I don't even angelic? I don't know the word to use here. She's put filters on her, so she looks she looks very Oh yeah. Pretty. But she's I was, like she, she was looks, already pretty. She just she looks perfect. She looks perfectly symmetrical. Yeah. But she is just gorgeous. She's perfect. She's tiny so nose, beautifully placed eyes, her even her Vulcan eyebrows look fucking amazing. Yes. So they're having this very intimate conversation where uh, it's almost like a ritual as well. Spock says something along the lines of um, once together and never and always parted. And then she says the exact same thing. And then my next note is gonna bang. <laughs> like, and yeah. Um, and Ahura. They don't make it subtle. No, they do not make it subtle. And Ahura says, like, she's absolutely lovely spock who is she and he says this is to bring 
my wife, and then my it wife. My wife. My wife. And then we flash to Nurse Chapel, like, <gasps> and Bones being yeah. like, what? And then, like, Kirk being like, I knew the whole time. Yeah, probably Bones <laughs> was like, oh. How, how did you get a chick like that? A broad like uh, that. Yeah, how'd you get that, you piece of shit? Mm-hmm. She's too pretty for you. So they, they beam down to the planet. And they walk to what I can only assume is Stonehenge. And as Carrie pointed out, I don't know if we said it in the actual podcast yet. Vulcan is very orange. It is like the atmosphere is orange. The ground is orange. Everything is very orange. Like what they did was they were like, okay, what is something that is hot? And they were like, the sun. The sun is very hot. And we're like, well, well, it can't be that hot. We got to tone it down a little bit um, because the sun's actually yellow. And then we're like, all right, well, if you tone yellow down, you you get orange. And that, that's that's Vulcan. It's just orange. It's the whole just thing. orange. The atmosphere's orange. The dirt. The dirt is orange. Everything's orange because it's yeah. not as hot as the sun. But, you know, it's 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 hot. It's warm. They mention it a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so- they do. Uh, they walk to this like Stonehenge that is across like a giant land bridge on top of a huge cliff with just like a circle yeah. that has Stonehenge on it. There's like there's like mountains kind of everywhere, but there's there's like several land bridges going to this circle land thing. You can see a city in the distance. Oh yeah, there is a city, like a big city. Circular city, everything circles in Vulcan. Um, you can see the big city in the back. You can see the like stone hingey thing in the middle of this giant land circle. But this land bridge that they walk on is really long. It is a very really long. Fun- I would not feel comfortable walking across that. There is no railings at I all. Mean, there's no railings and there's no supports between None. like the cliff and the circle thing they're going out to. Like I could just break at any time. There's like slight arches at both the ends of the path and then just the straight walkway no uh-huh. fucking thank you it does not look like that is maintained no at all i would not do it uh, no. but they do and uh they get to the center and kirk is or not kirk spock is explaining this is the land of my family it's been here for 2000 years and there's just like this terrible plastic wind chime in the background that everything seems to be kind of like semi coffin shaped. And I'm not sure why that's the shape they picked. I'm, it, I I think it's maybe supposed to be like jade colored. Yeah. It's, it's just all green. Green plastic. It's just it's green plastic. 100% green plastic. And when it, when they chime things together, it doesn't sound Yep. Like jade, like stone yep. in any way. Um, yep. and it actually is like boy, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Just like, um, and then he's explaining about how they go mad and they call it. I think you wrote this part down, and I might need you because my note just says could nut. No, I got it. It is like marriage and battle, but it's like. We're in the Knut. battle. Knut Khalifi. Knut Khaleesi. No, because you it's... wrote the note later about Khaleesi. I did. 
chooses Khaleesi over Kanut. Oh, I see. It's Kanut. Okay, okay. (laughs) And they don't see the or part, but it's Kanut is marriage and Khaleesi is is battle. And And she's like, call me Khaleesi. Yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah. Um, so the he does, he goes and he hits that gong with a big old green, probably supposed to be Jade Hammer, but it makes like a gong sound. Why? And he says the marriage party approaches and he starts explaining the arranged marriage and how when they were seven years old, they like um they touched each other and they shared thoughts. And then they have to come back to, I wrote come back to Khaleesi, but I guess it's Khaleesi, it's Kanut or Khaleesi. (laughs) It's the ceremony that they're coming back to. Seven, they get prearranged to get doing it. And then married. And then when their hormones kick into overdrive, uh, when that happens, they get to go back to Kanut Khaleesi. Khaleesi. Yeah. They they have, and and again, as the Vulcans, they have made all of this like ritual and ceremony about what's going to happen. They basically saw, like, hey, at a certain point, when these people are this age, they get fucking weird. And so we're going to have to write this into our society and make it a part of it so it makes logical sense. And we need all of these things that we do. In order to make it make sense, but it's really just fuck or fight. Like, yeah, it's, it. it's what's going to happen. So we get the entrance of the marriage party, but it's also the entrance of um, this woman that we didn't know was coming. Her name is Tapau. Very much a matriarch. She is a matriarch. She is very much a matriarch, but she is not only famous in Vulcan. She is like famous to Starfleet. Yeah, she's because- a famous. Yeah, because she is being carried by like these two men in the most ridiculous foil outfits. In foil, I don't care what anybody says. They they took pieces of material that they cut into the right shapes, and then they just put aluminum foil around them, and then put them back on their bodies in the tight of belt. And they've got like shoulder pad kind of thing, and then they're all cinched at the waist with a crocheted belt. Like, yeah, crocheted. It's crocheted. not even a crocheted. It is crocheted. At least it's, if when we're trying to do the future now, we're like, oh yeah, we wouldn't wear those like heavy, cumbersome cotton material. We're gonna have like this thin strip of metal. We make it futuristic. No, not crocheted. It's crocheted. Why the fuck not? Um, so we have her being carried in, and Kirk is explaining, like, that is to Pow. Like, she turned down a position at Starfleet, and she is, like, the only Vulcan to have ever done so. Like, she is well-renowned. She's a very important hey. person. She's the VIP. Yep. That's all I know. Um, and so... Um, she is set down and Spock approaches her and she touches his face, which I still don't think we should do. Um, yeah, we shouldn't. But in Vulcan society, there's a reason. She is, yeah. she puts 
four fingers onto his head so she yeah. can read every one of the, the goddamn thoughts. Because that's how yeah. Vulcan works. She's checking to make sure he's horny. Yeah. She's like, okay, he is horny. So cool. Is he horny at the same time? And then she's yeah. like, yeah, that dude's got both those. Okay. He is horny. Uh, and she has a very strange accent. Yeah, and I'm could not, not even... out where it's from. I couldn't no. figure it out. And she kept saying like thee and thy. She never said think, like you. I think that that was part of like, because it's an ancient society. And that's how ancient people say things like Shakespeare. Yeah. Except that they're Vulcan. They're not, um, mm. they're not English speaking. Uh, they shouldn't be speaking English at all. Yeah, but they they're are. <laughs> so, um, she touches Spock's face, um, and she says, uh, "Your friends are, or the people you have brought, they're they're outworlders. Like they're not allowed here." And he says, "These are my friends. I have a I have a right to have them here." This yes, my- is my right. Yeah. Um, he introduces them. He's like, this is Kirk. This is Bones. They're my buddies. Um, and they start this ritual. Um, so this ritual is real old. It, it has to do with the Vulcan heart and soul. And they start like shaking these bells. And then suddenly the hot chick who's to pring to pring, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she um she yells. She's like blah 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 blah. I don't know well, what she says. Spock she stops him. Spock is about to smack the gong. Yes, like he's he's like, but basically Spock is about to say I do in Vulcan, um yeah ceremony. So he's got his big gonger thingy and he's about to like smash the gong and be like, yeah, we're married now. And she stops it. She's like, you don't. You think I do, but you actually, you don't. You think I do, I, but I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I do and not. And so that causes a tizzy. Yeah, things are like, people are like, what? And so he walks back to T'Pau. And she is like, um, he gets like stopped by a guy with like a big old axe. Everybody's just, he's like praying. He's in this weird stance with his like fingers together and like, it looks an awful lot like prayer. Um, yeah. But his eyes, and, like, he's looking up with his head down. Yeah. It's, <laughs> whites of his eyes. Cause Do you guys remember, like, Charlie X when he did the, the crazy eye? Yeah. yeah. It was like that. Um, he's in a blood fever, we learned. Yeah. He's in a blood fever. Um, so he's walked away with his weird little stance. And um, to bring against the wall. Yeah, to Pring has decided that she wishes to challenge. She doesn't want marriage. She wants to challenge. So Kirk's like, okay, well, I need to go talk to my friend. And the lady's like, he won't speak again. He's deep in that blood fever. Um, he, won't, he won't be speaking until this is over. So basically, she's explaining that to Pring has rejected him. Um, so he has to fight whoever she picks as her champion. And... Then I don't like this. Like, I don't think I realized how patriarchal the, like, Vulcan culture is. Even though we have a matriarch right here. This, like, very important female. But she says to this other woman, she says, uh, be prepared to become the property of the victor. And she's like, yes, I am. I am prepared for this to happen. On its face, it sounds really shitty. 
But I have the feeling the way that this plays out that Vulcan women's ain't new to this game. No, they're not. I feel like they take the role that they are going to be in. She didn't. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, there's a little bit of a spoiler there, but definitely like she could have made choices that would have left her in the shadow of somebody. And she was like, nah, brah. I don't want that. No, thank you. I'm going to yeah. do fuck I feel like. So I, I feel like it is patriarchal and that they're using outdated ancient terms. Like they're ancient drives of sexing. Um, but it does feel very much like the women have a lot of say. Well, I mean, I could see that, but I can also see like she's working within the confines of a patriarchal society. Like it's just, it's the 60s. I know. I just like, I expected better from this very logical race than to have such a hundred percent. Yeah. They're also like kind of like a fuck you to the 60s because like most women couldn't, women until 67 couldn't have credit cards in their own names or buy a house. Yeah. So, you know, this is only like a few years after that. And so they're like, thanks, RBG. Thanks, RBG. I descend. Yeah. So does this lady. <laughs> she descends. She descends. <laughs> so, um, Tapring has is picking her champion, and uh, so the weird like, face dude. I don't care that we haven't actually said him. We've seen him. Yeah. He stepped forward, and I don't like him at all. I don't care for his face, and I don't say that a lot, but I don't like his face. Yeah. And he stepped forward, and she's just like, Mm-mm. no, not you, not you. I think the the plan was that it should have been him. Like, I think that's what her original goal was, but now she's smart. She's like, well, I don't have to put this person in danger. I have other that's options that. now. She's like, I can yeah. pick anybody I want to. Like, I don't think she ever intended to pick him. Because she actually wanted to be with him. So yeah. she's like, eeny, meeny, miny, dumb yeah. fake. Yeah, she picks fucking Kirk. And like, oh, when I first watched it, I was like, Jesus fucking age Christ. I hate this. Like, I hated it. Also, I would have picked Bones. If I was picking out the weakest <laughs> link in any kind but of shape. I think her goal was that she didn't want Spock I mean, she does go through all of her options, um, but I like, think she picked. She'd rather be with Kirk than Bones, maybe. <laughs> like, or like, I think she was thinking like maybe this guy could probably beat Spock. Whereas if you look at Bones, you're like, he's probably not going to beat yeah, Spock. <laughs> Looks scrappy. It's yeah. not even possible. We're we're on a planet where they can't breathe the air and it's way too fucking hot. Yeah. No chance. Captain Skinny over there is yeah, going to do that skinny old man is not going to cut it. Um, cut it. Yeah. Southern Bell there. Oh, yeah. well. No, thank you. So um, she has picked Kirk and her, her guy with the stupid face that Carrie hates is like, no, it's supposed to be me. And they're it's like, gonna be me. it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, no, no, she made her choice. She picked Kirk. And, uh, they're explaining to Kirk, like, she is well within her rights to pick you, but you're also free to decline. Like, we understand that you don't know our culture, you don't know this ritual. 
yeah, you don't have to do this. Um, and to Paul like stands up from her chair and she walks into this little like courtyard of Stonehenge that they've been in. And she was wearing, we didn't talk about her outfit or her fucking hair. She is a. This is the only outfit in the show that matters. Actually. Oh God. It's so fucking good. Um, she is wearing like this, uh, iridescent purple and bluish. And orange. It's orange. orange. It's got every color. Like it's so. She's got a black cat suit on. And then there's like, they've sewn on a bunch of like detailing, but you don't even really see that. She's got a belt on. And I think her pants are maybe like dark sparkles. Dark. Yeah. They were into like sparkles and metallics. But the cape goes around her neck and it is like definitely an orangey purpley like they just invented this material in the 60s and they were like nobody's even fucking seen this this is clearly from the future we just we literally just invented it put it on her they invented it in the 60s but then in like 2002 it was very popular for homecoming (laughs) yeah that was Um, it's like it and it shimmers in different colors and she just looked and it wasn't even like a cape because it had like the armholes yeah so it was like it went down to her elbows it was sheer it was sheer it was just like, like beautiful wings almost she it looked, looked so good wonderful. and then her yeah. hair was pitch ass black except yeah. for so it was an updo it was very much like an updo a braid around with more updo and then two very stark white braids that went from front to back for no particular reason. They weren't in the front of the hair, only in the wig part. Just, they looked like horns. They looked real good. I mean, they didn't (laughs) look real good, but I liked them. (laughs) That's how I'll say it. That is the right thing to say. Yeah. braid like braids and there were braids going around i mean somebody spent a lot of fucking time making that wig yeah it looked she looked, good she, she looked great yeah. um and then so this whole time spock's not supposed to be talking but he has approached her and he is saying like yeah she just said he is not gonna speak until this is over with like he's too yeah. fucked up he cannot talk but to he, you to anybody yeah and yet your Spock. He loves his friends so much that he was like, hey, like my friends. And he's like obviously very pained when he's saying these things. Like he's working like, hard to get it out. Not like lava monster pained where no, it was like it wasn't top no. And so drawn out and so much to handle. He was just no. like, he looked uncomfortable. He looked like it hurt him. He looked like it sucked, but he kept going with it. And he said, my friend doesn't understand. Um, I like, I, I want to complete this ritual. I want to do what I need to do, but I won't fight him because he's my friend. And she says, are the Vulcan or are the human? Cause she says the and thy a lot. Yeah. Um, and he says, I burn in my eyes and my heart, their flame. Um, and in the name of my fathers, like, I just, I plead and I beg, like, don't make me, don't make me do this to my friend who doesn't understand what's happening. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And she's like, you need to take pride in your Vulcan heritage. And this has all been decided. 
And so Spock gets this purple crocheted belt wrapped around him and tied. Yeah. Um, and Kirk asks, he's like, okay, well, if I decline this battle, and she's like, well, if you do that, we'll just select another champion. It'll be fine. And he's kind of talking to Bones, and he's just like, I don't want to hurt Spock. Like, I, I feel like I need to do this to, like, try it. Like, maybe I can just knock him out or something. And then... I'm like, so he's, hot family, like... Yeah. <laughs> kind of let him... Like I'll I'll win, but not by much. Yeah, I mean, I just like you know, kind of knock him out. Even though we know that that Vulcans are stronger than humans, and Bones is fucking stupid strong. Yeah, and and Bones says um, this climate is not good for humans and fighting. Like the air is thin. It's really hot. (laughs) This is going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, Kirk's like, well, I'll, I'll just make it look good. Yeah, I'll he's just, like, I'll, he's like, I'll quit if I have to, and it's like, I don't think you're just gonna quit. But he doesn't know the, he doesn't know everything, like Spock said. He doesn't understand. <laughs> Which, by the way, when we do find out, because Kirk has accepted, and she says, "Here begins the act of combat," and everybody's shaking those bells again that they have, um, and everyone gets an axe. So Spock has an axe, and. Kirk has an axe and they, he's like, uh, what do you, what do you mean sur- survive? Because she's making this whole speech about it. And she's like, oh, well, this is a fight to the death, obviously. Uh. Like, that would have been really good information to tell the guy who doesn't know what's going on. Like on the elevator, <laughs> Spock would have been like, oh yeah, by like, I don't, you it's- guys probably won't be involved, but there's going to, there could be a battle to the death. I just, mm-hmm. you know, that's worst case scenario. Yeah. When you're talking your bros into doing some shit for you, you have to lay out some sort of worst case scenario where maybe there's going to be a fight to the death. I don't know for sure. Probably not. It's my wife. <laughs> Who knows? Bitches that, are was, crazy. that was the first option. And then yeah. there was when she, he was picked as champion. Explain the actual of this fight (laughs) anybody could have been like okay so you're new here yes break it down turns out it's to the death it's to the death like maybe we should have told you um signed up before we let you agree to die yeah probably said hey you could die (laughs) so we get we get what i assume was a commercial break and then I think it was Bones is like, whoa, 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 whoa. They're friends. Like, you can't, they can't fight to the death. And uh, T'Pau says, um, I will forgive this display once, but it has begun. So no yeah, one some, can interfere. Like, dude brings up that big sword thing. Yeah. Because he, he talks and he's like walking towards her. Dude brings up the sword thing and she's like, that's your one. You get yeah. one. You get one. Go fuck yourself. Get out. <laughs> Don't want to hear your voice ever again. He Do will not kill interfere. You. Like, yeah. and this is where we get a very long muscle tussle. And oh the God. the first thing that happens in this muscle tussle is Spock swings his axe. It's like a fan axe at Kirk and cuts his shirt. So we get some unnecessary man chest with like a very like perfect straight across like red, just like grazed the flesh. Yeah. 
right above the nipples. So it's mm -hmm. just like his shirt is just hanging open. But here's the thing. You never see his nipples. No, you like, can't. It's the 60s. <laughs> like it is like cut in the perfect way that you just see like pecs. Yeah. And they're I'm just not a fan. I just don't want to see Amy of Kirk. No, that's gross. I don't want so, that. So that's like the the top the the tip of the the blade. It's like an axe, but it's a fan shape, and the bottom is like this bludgeoning shape. Like yeah. it's like a thing. It's like the Q-tips that you fight <laughs> with in Ultimate. Yeah. Ultimate, Ultimate American? Ninja Warrior. Ultimate no. Ultimate Ninja Warrior. No, there's no, another Ultimate one. Ninja Warrior. That was way later. It was. I think okay. it was American Gladiators. American Gladiators. <laughs> Kirk gets his shirt cut open because it's super sexy Ugh. and they're trying to somehow appeal to manly men and housewives. We don't yeah. know how, but that's their guess is probably if they sure show some like, Kirk boobs. Yeah. So <laughs> during this muscle tussle, they break a gong. Um, one of the axes gets broken. Uh, then Bones is like super invested, and then Tapau like yells, and she like stops everything. I don't know if it's halftime. It's never explained why she stops it all right here. Rika. What? <laughs> what was it? Rika. Rika. I don't know. I don't know. I, and I think that I break down. This is what I figured it actually means because if you look at Spock during the scene, I think it just means freeze. Everybody because, stop. <laughs> yeah. Because he freezes in place and Kirk is not freezing because he doesn't fucking know what the word means. He's no. just like, we, we go to Kirk and he's like, he's not gasping for air. He's just he's like, <gasps> <gasps> like when I gasp for air, it is so much more desperate than that. Yeah. If I, if I to walk too fast, I'm like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> it's, so way, there's, it's way, it's way faster. Yeah, um, and like, then <sighs> Yeah. And so I don't know what caused her to pause it, but this is where Bones decides to step in. And he says, like, the Bones or Spock is about to kill him. I think she knows that. And she's trying to give Kirk, like, a fighting chance. Because I think she knows it's not fair. He's a weak human. Yeah. I, I think she I don't think she's a, she's not a shitbag. Like, no. she could have let Kirk right then and there. Problem solved. So many. Yeah solved actually i made myself lightheaded by that. yeah by by like whoa i am drunk oxygen for a drunk girl <laughs> but i i think that she sees this moment where she's like mm -mm. like i know starfleet even if i don't want to be with them i can't let this happen like this not is, like this not like yeah not not like not, this. not like this um so bones says that the air is too thin for Kirk. He's like, that's what's going on here. It's too thin. And she has like, I think it might be my favorite line because she has her accent and everything. And she's like, air is air. What yeah. can be done? Like, yeah. it's so fucking, fucking good. good. What are you going to do? Like, I don't know how to fix the air, dude. <laughs> air is air. Okay. So since the air is too thin, we had an issue with Craig there. So I apologize for how jumpy that might have felt. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Craig's a little fucking bitch. bitch. Uh, Craig is our bot. And now that I've said that, he's probably going to unexpectedly disconnect again. Like a little bitch. Um, bitch. 
Yeah, so I guess in order to compensate for the thin air, uh, Bones just recommends some performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> like, he's just got yeah. this vial of drugs that's going to, like, hype up Kirk and, and make him a better fighter. And she's like, okay, he's a little friggin' pansy right now, so I don't, I mean, I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> he's no, weak. But a human, and she's like, yeah. he's like, I got, I got things, like, I got to compensate. It's not, this is not a fair fight. You know, yeah. you know, it's not a fair fight. I know it's not a fair fight. This isn't a fair fight. So let me give him some shit. It'll compensate for him being super hot and sweaty and gross and human. And also um, <laughs> being not able to breathe because he's gross human. So just let me give him this stuff and he'll be cool. And it's kind of a fair fight. And she's like, nah, all right, that's, that's all right. Easy. Cool. Yeah. So um when Bones goes out to give him the drugs, he says, You've gotta kill him, Kirk. Like there's just there's no other way out. Um, this is what we have to do. And so we go to our next round with new weapons, and they're like these whips with oh, yeah. little balls he, at the end. He shoots him. He puts a hypo Oh yeah, he gives it he gives him the shot. Yeah. Through his church. Just air sounds through his shirt, because that's how all the shots on Star Trek go. They're always through yeah. the shirt. I've never once gotten a shot through my shirt. Oh, never. because that would be fucking ridiculous. So fucking stupid. Every <laughs> single one though. Even that, like, he's got, like, maybe the flesh that's showing normally isn't ideal. <laughs> like, you know, back of the wrist. That's not ideal. Um, you know, neck actually kind of seems like it's a little ideal, but you know, fine, whatever. Skull, not ideal. But his shirt is ripped open. Yeah. There's so many pecs there to just to shoot. Stab a peck. Stab a peck. That's not what happens. Through the shirt no. into the arm. Yep. Yep. And so he is now on drugs, and we have started our second round with these like whips. It's very kinky. Um, and very first thing in this muscle tussle is that Kirk gets tripped by like the like Spock throws his whip and it wraps around Kirk's legs and he knocks him over. Um, when the started and Spock has him on the ground. It's already it's bad. Yeah. And they Not are Kirk. No, they are fighting and like Bones is super invested all over again and. Uh, like they muscle tussle until they get to I guess there was just hot coals in the center of this Stonehenge and I don't know ever seen before no but they're there now and they're and so he's like Spock is trying to push Kirk into the hot coals um and it goes back to the really pretty uh to Pring's face and she's just like watching and she's very invested um and then Kirk gets choked out and T'Pau yells, and this is like the end of the fight. And Spock, oh my God. yeah, exactly. And Spock he stops. Yeah, he yeah. freezes. And, but he like is lower. He's actually he doesn't even lower Kirk to the ground. He's like no. got the thing wrapped around his neck. I swear to God, that's what it means. Because he is. So they've got these the belt things with some balls on the end. They're they're like strong balls. Dream yeah. ball. And he's choked. He has choked Kirk out to death, is the assumption. That's why she calls Roika, is because yeah. it's to death. And he's he still like holding Kirk up while choking him, but he freezes in that exact position because Roika was called. 
and he's like, Kirk is not on the ground and Spock is not moving at all. And Bones rushes over and he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck just happened? He like pushes Spock away and he's like, get. He says, get your hands off of him. Like he is not into this. Get the fuck out of here. And he he lowers Kirk to the ground and he takes the thingy off of him. And he's just like, well, fuck, he's dead. He's dead. Like, you killed him. Um, And he calls up to the Enterprise. Um, He says, we're going to need to be off the landing party. Um, And then he walks over to Spock, who has, like, walked away. And he says, this uh, may seem a little weird, but I guess you're in charge now. Captain Uh, now. Yeah, you're, you're the captain now. You're the captain now. Um, and he is talking to Spock about this, and Spock tells Bones, like, well, I think he says, like, what are you, what are you gonna do? Like, now that you're a captain, what are you gonna do? And he says, uh, tell Chekhov to plot a course to the nearest starbase to surrender me to the authorities. Um now, I'm, I'm up and I gotta go turn myself in because this yes. this was really shitty it was bad whoops didn't mean to kill kirk my friend um so they beam back up without spock and spock yeah, he, he says, says like give, give me a few minutes here like I'll oh call yeah you up, uh but i i'm gonna hang out here for a little bit so y'all jump y'all up know. do that thing and then i'll be there in a bit to ruin my life i'll be there in a jiffy yeah. uh and so he looks at T'Pring and he's like explain and she says ston who is the guy with the stupid face that carrie hates and i so much yeah she said ston wanted me and i wanted him and he's like uh i don't see the logic in you wanting ston over me yeah how is that dumb (laughs) face shit better than than i am spock (laughs) that is Done. It's done. <laughs> exactly. And that's she says much, that's that's almost word for word, I bet. That, I think it's pretty darn close. <laughs> uh she says, You are almost a legend here, and I didn't want to be a beside a legend. She for... said, I did I think they don't say wife most she she no. says con. I didn't want to be the consort. Yeah, consort of a like, thought about this. I've had plenty of years to reflect on this. I didn't want to just live in your shadow the whole time. Because mm-hmm. that's what kind of bullshit is that? Yeah. Uh, so she that, said. That dude wanted me. And I was like. Okay. Cool. Me too. Right back oh. at you. Yeah, buddy. Well, I do want you. Um, and she said, so I picked your captain. And if he won, I knew he wouldn't want me. So I would get Ston. Um, and then if you won, I knew that you'd be mad that I challenged you and I would get stung. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, <Yeah>, stung. Yes, <laughs> Gaston. <laughs> I'm gonna Gaston. He's not Gaston, he's yeah, stung. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so she she very, very elegantly plotted this all out. Like, I just, yeah. I didn't. Want to really be with you and that guy? That I, <laughs> I wanted to be with him, and I'm, for the record, way too pretty for him. Just way mm-hmm. too. Pretty. That guy's got a weird honestly, face. like way too pretty, probably for both of them. And not that I don't think Leonard Nimoy is attractive. She's just like yeah. 
The only person on her level was to pow. Yeah. Like if they got married, good job them. Makes sense. That's a good story. <laughs> nothing else makes sense in this whole no. nothing else. No. So, so she's like, she's like, yeah, I just, you know, I I played my cards. And he was like, that was actually a really elegant solution. She's like, logical. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> yeah. And so he says, Ston, I guess have at and he says um having is not as pleasing as wanting though and i guess that is logical is the, yeah yeah so you wanted you got it what you want to do <laughs> yeah good luck now it's gonna be Please. great yeah Please. and so he walks over to depal and they do the i think this is, might be oh we actually kind of missed this earlier too so they said they did like the Vulcan hand thing earlier. And it's like, I'm pretty sure the first time we have ever seen it is with Tapau. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So they do the Vulcan hand thing and now they're doing it again. And she says, he says, live long and prosper. And she does the Vulcan hand thing. And she says, live long and prosper. And he says, I shall do neither because I killed my captain and my friend. And then he walks away and he beams up to the ship. And on the ship, we have Nurse Chapel and Bones sitting at a table with a bunch of Lincoln logs in front of them, which we've decided is what we call those little square tiles yeah. that so are painted. I can, I can taste them. They taste like Lincoln logs. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and Spock comes in and he starts talking. And Bones, like, the whole time is, like, trying to say something to him. And Spock keeps interrupting him. And he's, no, he's just... No, no, no. I have to say this. Yeah. I killed the captain. I am fucking garbage i need to be taken to the next star base i have to pay yeah. for my crime bones like but and he's like no no i'm resigning yeah. yeah i'm serious right now i'm super serial about super serial not about this captain. it's just really important bones is like but he's like no don't talk i'm this is a very serious yeah. moment he says inform scotty that he is in command of the vessel and then from behind him, we have seen Kirk walk out, and he says, "Shouldn't you ask me about that first? Yeah, and that's then, actually my call. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Spock gets so happy, like he's like, <laughs> he doesn't even say Captain. He's like Jim, and he yeah, like Jim. has a smile on his face, and he he's like grabs gleeful. him. He's yeah, gleeful. He's gleeful. He grabs him by the shoulders, and he's so happy to see him. And then." McCoy, so they start explaining. McCoy knocked him out with a, a neural paralyzer that made him appear dead. Bones asks, like, well, how's your how's your wife doing down there? Like, how'd that all go? And he's like, well, after the fight and everything, like, my madness is gone. Um, I <laughs> I wrote my notice to Pring Who. <laughs> like, yeah. He's over her. He doesn't yeah. need her. She's yeah. gonna go. Quit being real horny for sex or blood he was yeah. just like who what who cares um and then we get like i like how they like this is seriously like oh it's the last three minutes we got to just wrap up all of our loose ends here a hurry gets a call from starfleet um and they have decided to give approval for this like side trip to vulcan because to had called and asked for it and kirk says like oh they couldn't turn her down like even now like that's how fucking badass this bitch is but also they never 
fucking mentioned to her that they were in trouble for diverting the star that, it never came up. It just—it's really <laughs> stupid. It's really stupid because they're like, "Oh, you guys aren't in trouble anymore." No, nope, like, we fixed smack it. No, but they never, ever, ever, ever talked to her about that. Like that's—that's that's not a part of it. Like Kirk wasn't at one point like, "Yeah, this oh, oh, by the way, I might get in trouble." Yeah, he never once was like, "No, I just—I knew how important it was for my brosif to be here because he made it really fucking clear that he had to fucking be here." So you know, I might lose my job. Never, ever, ever once did they bring anything even close to that up. Like, I think we did a no. pretty good job on the conversation and like kind of sticking to it. Um, but now for some reason she has called up to, and she doesn't know shit about the altar and six. Like she doesn't know fuck no. all about that, but she still somehow magically knows to, to ask. call Starfleet <laughs> and get permission <laughs> and get Kirk out of trouble. Yep. So good thing, because yeah. they've given approval, and he says, well, better late than never. Um, and then Bone says, so did we almost get an emotional scene from you, Spock? Because we can't get through an episode without them pointing out when Spock has shown any form of emotion. Mm-hmm. And Spock's like, um, if there was emotion, it was just because Starfleet's greatest captain was okay. Like yeah, it, was, important. it was a logical reaction yes. to um, what just happened. Like yeah. he's he's number one, and uh, he's not dead. So a logical reaction is to uh, celebrate that. Yeah. And then Bone says, "Yeah, logical in a pig's eye." Yeah. In a then, pig's eye. In a pig's eye. And then and Kirk, Kirk and Spock are walking out the door. Yeah, they're leaving. Point, <laughs> and he's like, "In a pig's eye." And then they turn around, look at him, book. like. What the hell? What? And then, scene. Well, no, because then we have Spock or Kirk say, "Let's go mind the store to yeah. Spock," and then they walk out. <laughs> it's a little silly. It's definitely a little gets bit... a little cheesy there. Let's go mind the store. Let's go mind the store. And then I said, "Happy music, Finny. We're done." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that was the episode, and yeah. that is what I wish. Every fucking episode was like because every single like maybe the lesson that we're gonna learn, and I can't say this for sure because we haven't watched it yet, but I think if you just skip the first season, maybe Star Trek isn't that terrible of a show. Maybe the original series yeah. isn't awful as long as you pretend that the, the first, first season just didn't happen. What first season? It's like the prequels for Star Wars. Just what prequels? Yeah, just what prequels? What? <laughs> what are you crazy? That's so funny. Oh, that's you mean funny. Rogue One? The Rogue yeah. One prequel? Like yeah, that one? So funny. That one was that's good. Like the lava monster. That, <laughs> that oh, the, there was the lava monster. I do remember that, but I that didn't know season that one was that season one was good, <laughs> but the rest of it was garbage. So yeah. we're so glad that you were here with us for the first episode of season two. You're all amazing. <laughs> um, live long and prosper. 